If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. You're listening to the Gold Digger podcast episode number 264. Before the Instagram fame, before her partnerships with Nordstrom and Sephora and Maybelline and more, before she built a million dollar business, Cezanne Hendricks grew up the daughter of immigrant Middle Eastern parents. Her family valued hard work, but a career in the public spotlight it wasn't encouraged. She faced cultural opposition, and yet she pushed through to find her voice and identity, inspiring women across the globe to do the same. Cezanne's success is undeniable, right? A million followers, sold out products, a top-rated podcast, and today I wanted to rewind the tape with Cezanne and take a peek at her life before she grew all of this. I'm so curious about how she crafted this life and blasted through her own fears and doubts to take action and build something so much bigger than her herself. We then talk a little bit about navigating new seasons and what to do when you feel like you're not in alignment with the work you've been doing and why it never works to just imitate what's working for someone else. This episode is filled with so much goodness, so much wisdom. I am so excited to share this incredible woman with an incredible story with you today. So here she is, Cezanne Hendricks. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. All right, Cezanne, I am so excited to have you on the show today, and I had to just make you stop talking because you were saying all these good nuggets of wisdom, and I'm like, we need to hit record right now. So we are recording. Welcome to the Gold Digger Podcast. Ah, I'm so excited to be here. I'm such a fan of the show, and it's a really great day when I can honestly just take some time and just hang out and talk to another woman because most of the time I'm running around like a chicken. <laughs> I had cut off. So hello, world. Hello, Jenna. Welcome. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. So give our audience just kind of a look at who Cezanne is. Like you do all of these different things. And if anyone lands on your feed, they're going to see so much content. But I want to kind of hear how would you describe what you do and who you are today? Oh my gosh. I feel like that is a loaded question because it is. where do I start? <laughs> what route do I want to take with this question? Okay. You know, For me, I started my career path, so to speak, as a blogger, specifically, you know, creating content on my fashion blog. And fast forward to seven years, my life has changed, my passions have changed, but I'm still kind of under this umbrella of being this digital influencer, right? And nowadays, that title, it's just, whoa, so broad. Everybody's kind of an influencer, right? So, For me, over the past seven years, I've kind of had to figure out like what that means to me and how I want to kind of direct my career path under that title and under that umbrella. So for me, along the way, I've just kind of figured out that I love inspiring people. I love motivating and encouraging people. So even though I would do tons of tutorials on my channel and my blog, I think 
as life was happening for me, I've realized that my brand is sort of my personality. And I feel like I've resonated with an audience that just likes following somebody who's real, likes following somebody who just shares what's going on in real time. And so I've kind of been able to create a career around being myself. And it's just crazy because if somebody told me seven years ago, oh, you could, you know, you could be yourself for a living, I would have been like, wait, what? So in a nutshell, I've been able to kind of figure out how to monetize off of being myself, I guess you can say. And my husband and I, you know, we now work together and we've been able to do a podcast together. And that's kind of been a new career path for us. And we've been getting more into that. So, you know, the influencer role is definitely a huge part of my life in my day to day. But then there's a whole nother side where, you know, my husband and I manage a subscription box company called, you know, Bless Box. And this box was something that we started in 2016 as a way to connect my audience to sort of a tangible product. So as I'm reviewing and trying new things, I wanted them to experience kind of like this box of happiness. So we kind of got into the subscription box world. That was my first business I ever launched. I never had a background in business. In fact, my background is in radio, television, film. So I know how to edit videos, but other than that, you know, I've kind of had to figure out what it means to be this entrepreneur and figuring out my path, you know, along the way. So it's just been really exciting. Throw a baby into the mix. You know, we had a (laughs) a little baby girl 18 months ago and life is just crazy. We're balancing business, babies and married life. And I'm, I'm still figuring out, to be honest with you, kind of what that next thing is for me, you know, as this influencer. So in a nutshell, that's kind of what you're going to see if you go to my, say, Instagram page or my, my YouTube channel. You'll just see me kind of figuring out life as I go, but sharing the things that I love along the way and then hopefully encouraging people. So that's kind of in a nutshell. <laughs> I love it. Well, and I think what's so great about what you just said is like you don't have it figured out. And I think something that's happened and I think a shift is coming is that people are tired of seeing everyone looking like they have it together. They have it figured out. And there's something so awesome about seeing real images and videos in life where you're like, she's in it with me too. Like we're in the thick of this together. It feels so much more like community than yes. comparison. So I love that you just kind of come on and say, I'm just winging it because I feel like if we're all being honest, we're all winging it, right? (laughs) Right. And you know what else too? Like, you know, when I first started out as quote unquote influencer, I say quote unquote, because this title really hadn't been created at the time. You know, it was kind of like digital tastemakers and then bloggers and then now influencers, content creators. I mean, so when I started out, there was not very many girls at the time that were doing it full time, right? You know, I had moved from Texas to LA thinking I wanted to get into TV, hosting, broadcasting. And I met a group of influencers in LA and I quickly realized that, wait, you guys are actually getting paid to do these blogs and these channels. But even at that time, there wasn't really strategy that was going into it. There wasn't really a formula. So I was trying to figure out what is this formula for really making it as this influencer and making money consistently. But then I noticed along the way in the beginning, I would try a lot of things or try to be something that I wasn't. And I feel like the girls that follow me from day one, they have seen this kind of evolution happen in my career. And I've had to be very vocal and honest about it because when you put your life out there on the internet for everybody to see, you're standing on a stage, but at the same time behind the scenes, you're still trying to figure it out too. So there's this trial and error and there's all of this, but then there's that pressure of like, okay, I'm on a public stage. And as I started to grow, as I started to really have eyes watching, you know, I started to feel that pressure and a lot of my friends were doing something and I noticed it would work for them. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to try doing that. And then I would do it and I would notice I kept hitting dead end after dead end because I was straying away from authentically what it was that like I needed to pursue. And I was too busy trying to tap into what other girls were doing that I wasn't tapping into what I needed to be doing. So I found myself in so many seasons early on where I was just going in circles, trying to do what everybody else was doing. And it wasn't working for me. You know, I would notice that 
even if I would do it and I would do it well, I noticed I wasn't really ultimately passionate about it. And no matter how long I'd be in that season of going in a constant circle, you know, doing something that I knew I wasn't passionate about, so to speak, I would always end up hitting a dead end and then I have to start back over again. So for me, I wish that I was somebody that could say, you know, when I started out, I just knew from the beginning I had to be authentic and real and true. I think there was always parts of me that would show who I really was. And those small parts were the parts that people were holding on to. You know, I would share little struggles and obstacles that my husband and I were going through as we were about to be married at that time. And it was cultural issues, you know, like my family didn't support our marriage. And even though I was this beauty, fashion, lifestyle influencer, I started to feel the need to share more of those parts of myself, but it was just, it was just a small part. Whereas fast forward to today and kind of the center of it all is those big parts, like what I'm going through as a mom and just the more real parts of who I am. And those are the parts that I feel like I've been able to connect with women out there. Women who, you know, just like when they started following me, they were all into the cutesy, the fashion, the, oh, let's filter things and look perfect, all that. But then as life has happened, I love that like my audience, we've grown together. So a lot of the women who started following me in the beginning, they were also like young and single. And now they're having kids and they're, you know, getting married. And I love that I can grow with my audience. I think that has been the key for my success is just to not be afraid to grow and to change and to kind of change your path when you need to kind of redirect some things. So it's funny because I think, you know, a lot of the times we think there's a certain formula for this whole influencer Instagram world life. But the truth is, is like, you have to figure out your A. And then when you figure out your A, you have to figure out your B and then your C. Whereas a lot of career paths, it's great because, you know, you get to kind of the A has already been paved out for you. Then you get to B and then you get your master's and then you can go to like medical school. But with creating your own business, you've got to create your own formula and you've got to figure it out. But I think the one key thing for me, I wish somebody told me years ago was just do not stray away from who you really are. And that's going to help you create your unique formula is when you're just staying true to who you are, you know? Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for 
for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a hundred dollar credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. I agree 100%. And I feel like there's so many shortcuts to success, but they all hinge on the fact that you have to be confident in who you are and like stand true to that because no system, no steps are going to lead you in any direction if you're not grounded in that. And I think, like you said, it's so easy to lose yourself in it. And I think so many of us have experienced that. One thing that I would love to talk about, because I find it fascinating, and I think that a lot of people can relate, is that you faced a ton of opposition. And you touched on it lightly, but I'm not letting you off the hook, because (laughs) especially culturally, which is something I didn't experience, I received opposition in different ways with my parents thinking I was crazy for leaving corporate America, things like that. But walk me through what that was like, because I I want to know how that felt and how you pushed through that and, and what that opposition was. Yeah, for sure. I think for me, you know, when I moved out to Los Angeles, that was the first time I was leaving my nest. So I was living with my parents throughout college in Texas, and I was kind of in this really safe, comfortable bubble. And so when I felt it in my heart that if I wanted to get into, say, entertainment news or whatever, I was like, I know I have to be in LA. So for me, that was the first time I was stepping out on my own. And in the midst of all of that, behind the scenes, I was going through so much privately. My online world at the time, which was very small. They didn't know about it. And I was moving to LA knowing that I had this secret relationship with my husband now. But at the time, I was in a very secretive relationship, which really, it was it was kind of hard on me to figure out how am I going to launch this career and become this sort of influencer? And then how am I also going to deal with this personal life stuff? So it was just really overwhelming because my parents just, they're so loving and so they want the best for their kids, but I faced a lot of obstacles even as early as a kid where, you know, my parents were always like, if it's scary, don't do it. Whether that's career, whether that's relationship stuff, like you need to stay kind of in our our protected bubble. And for them, that bubble meant you need to marry somebody within our culture. You need to just have a very simple job, you know, and it was more like just try not to go out there and have big dreams in a sense, you know, whether it's personal dreams or professional. And I think it's just because my parents, you know, they were immigrants and they came to America and they had to face so much opposition and so much hardship and struggles and work so hard that like, they just did not want their kids to feel that way. So for them, they tried to keep us safe and protected from going down a path that would just become stressful and challenging. Whereas for me, I was always this kid that felt like, I want to go above and beyond. I want to do something that scares me a little bit. I was always the different, I guess, child of my four siblings is I, I always wanted to do something that I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing. And so (laughs) my parents just knew that I had this itch in me. And when they found out I was going to marry Steve, this American boy from Texas, it just completely shattered everything. You know, it shattered my relationship with my parents. You know, I was disowned for, you know, a couple of years. I didn't have tons of money in my bank account, but, you know, I was making little deals with my blog at the time, you know, like just through little Etsy, (laughs) Etsy collaborations that I would set up for myself. And Steve, my husband was helping me kind of fuel this little blog of mine. And we knew we had to pay for our wedding together because my parents just did not support us. So, you know, we were just hustling and working so hard. So in a way, the hardship and what we were going through behind the scenes, facing this kind of cultural barrier with my family, it kind of motivated me even more to step out and to pursue my dreams and to figure out how to make a career for myself as this digital influencer with the tools that I had in front of me, which was a very small blog at the time. And it was just this spark in me that 
I was going to do it. I was going to become my own boss because there was really no other option. I had to figure it out and I had to have those, you know, sleepless nights. And it was just incredible too, because I had this incredible man with me along the way to help me figure it out. So Stevie would be taking my photos and then we would try to, you know, reach out to little brands on Etsy to create collaborations. And I remember the first deal that I got that really made me smile was like getting this opportunity with Target, which was a really small campaign opportunity, but it was kind of this sign. And I felt like it was one of those times in my life where I felt like God was telling me like, I got you, you know, you're going to be okay, whether it's career or personally, like put in the work and show up and I'm going to help you water that and help you grow that. And since then, I just feel like my faith and everything, it's just been surrounded. It's been at the core of everything, personal and professional. And I've just seen what God has truly done, not only in my career, but also in bringing my family back together. It wasn't long before my family came back into my life and they were able to meet Steve and they fell in love with him. And it's crazy because my dad met my husband at the same time when he met his granddaughter. It was. Oh my gosh. Valentina, my daughter was eight months old, which was not long. Suzanne, that's crazy. Yeah, it was not long ago. So imagine going back to Texas and my dad, you know, was there and my husband and my daughter got to meet my dad at the same time. And that was just such, it was one of those weekends when I felt like everything kind of came full circle for me. And, you know, it wasn't that long ago, you know, my daughter, 18 months. So, you know, you just, I've seen everything that has changed in my career and in my personal life, but it's, it's only been good things. You know, it it was like, if you do the hard things now, life gets easier. And I felt like early on as a young 25 year old at the time, I was figuring out how to build this business, but how to also have a normal, beautiful life behind the scenes, which I think just as important when it comes to success, you don't have to compromise one for the other. And I'm now in a season of my life where I just have seen that you can, you can have both, you can have both and you can you can have both things and feel successful in that. You can enjoy hard work, but you can also enjoy rest. And I think that's really important when it has come to my own personal success story is I can't not have a normal life. Like my day starts at eight o'clock. It ends at five every day. And I've created that structure for myself because when you work for yourself, as you know, like it's not easy, but at the same time, I'm not going to allow myself to be editing videos till 3 a.m. or missing out on dinner with my family at 6 p.m. You know, so I think having a child, having that sense of importance in family has kind of allowed me to build my business around that too, because it's so important and so vital to me. You are giving me goosebumps right now. I did a post last night where. I'm 30. Well, gosh, how old am I now? 31. And, you know, just had a baby. And I said, like, if you think my Instagram is my highlight reel, you are so wrong because the moments never see the light of Instagram are the best moments. And I feel like motherhood has gotten me to exactly what you're describing. So I feel like you're just speaking into my world in such a beautiful way. And I want to ask, like, woman to woman, mother to mother, I know a lot of people fear of, and I feel like there's this weird stigma of like, if you are a blogger or you have a business and then all of a sudden you have a baby and then you become a mommy blogger and there's this weird disconnect as you grow. And like you said, a lot of your audience has grown with you, but how did you get comfortable in that season when your content was transitioning? Because guess what? Your life transitioned and knowing that, Hey, you're going to repel some people that might've been following, but you're also going to attract new people who are also in that season of your life. Uh, So good. We are speaking the same language because that is, you know, after I had my daughter, you know, my management team and just, you know, the team around me was, they were all kind of plugged in and kind of just asked, well, what are we going to focus on now? Because you know, you are going to become this mom. And even before having my daughter, we had that conversation. We had that conversation of like, are you going to be posting tons of family stuff now? And it was just, I mean, it's, it may sound ridiculous to some listeners, like what you're like having meetings about this stuff, but as an influencer, you know, the team kind of, they need to understand what direction we're going in. And I honestly, I remember vividly before having my daughter, I said, I don't want to become a mommy blogger. Like, 
I, I put that instantly. I kind of said, I don't want to become a mommy blogger. And little did I know what that would mean because you know, at the time when I would see mommy content, it was just very much like commercialized. And I was like, I just don't want to put my child out there to try to make money off of it. That's just not my personal that goal with achieving success. Like, I don't want to do that. So after I had my daughter and when I kind of started getting back into creating content, okay, I would literally, I was literally probably <laughs> three months postpartum and I'm in my YouTube filming room and I'm doing a glittery smoky eye tutorial as if I'm going <laughs> to the club. And I'm just like, after I filmed that video, I literally had this kind of this enlightening, awakening moment within myself. And I was like, I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, Cezanne, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> because I was like, you know, darn straight that you are not about to actually practically wear this makeup because you are not in that season of life. And for me, I was trying so hard to get back to this like old Cezanne. But what I needed to do was kind of surrender that and just embrace becoming this new Cezanne, whatever that was. And I needed to be kind to myself during that process of change and to embrace that, like, you're not that girl anymore. And I think it really hit me when I noticed like those videos, when I would post them, my followers and my audience, my online fam, as I call them, they were just like, girl, what, why are you, you like, it just did not resonate because my audience, they knew what I was going through. Like you just had a mom. And so I wasn't one of those girls that could just get back into the beauty space and just create this lavish glam, full face content. And I think that was this awakening moment for me. And when I realized like, stop trying to be something you're not, you're going back again down that path. That's like, let me try to be something I'm not and give the audience what maybe they want to see. But the truth is, is like, you're never going to know what other people want from you. So if you're going to try to create content, build a brand, build a product, whatever, off of what you think the world needs or what they like, you're setting yourself up for failure because you're never going to be in the mind of somebody else. So for me, when I finally tapped into the fact that like, Cezanne, what is it that you want to do right now? And I said to myself, I don't want to be doing smoky eyes right now. I don't want to be doing tutorials. In fact, I want to share with the world what I'm really going through. And my husband and I, my husband's so supportive. I mean, he works with me, but he also is my biggest supporter. And he saw firsthand what I was going through. I remember I was sitting in our kitchen. I was about four, almost three, yeah, three to four months postpartum. And I was crying in my kitchen. And I said, Steve, I don't want to go in my YouTube room right now and shoot a video. This was after I did the glittery eye. I was like, I don't, I don't want to shoot that kind of content anymore, but I don't know what to shoot. I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm having an online brand identity crisis. So what do I do? And he was just like, what is it that you want to do? And I said, to be honest with you, I just want to tell them what I've been going through. And I just want to like, I want to do makeup, but I feel like makeup is just the gimmick for me. I feel like when I'm able to talk through my tutorials and actually have conversations is when I connect with women. And Stevie was like, why don't you start a new series on your channel? And you love to motivate people. He's like, why don't you do something called makeup and motivate? And I said, instantly when he said that, I felt this spark. I felt this fire in my heart all of a sudden to get up and go film. And I was just like, whoa. I was like, I love that. I immediately got up, wiped my tears, went into my filming room, and I just rolled the camera. And I said, guys, I'm going to start this series called Makeup and Motivate and tell you guys what's really been going on the past three months. And while I'm getting ready, I'm going to be doing my makeup because I feel like when I get ready and do my makeup, this is kind of a, it's a therapeutic time for me when I'm getting ready, but it's not going to be so much focused on the technique. We're just going to talk about what's been going on. And the makeup is just a gimmick. So for my first makeup and motivate, that was the turning point for me because I honestly was crying in this video. Like everything came out for me. It was like I was purging some things that needed to come out. And I finally opened up and told my audience, I was going through the blues. I had postpartum blues and I just told them to be honest with you guys, this is what I've been going through. And I cannot tell you how my audience responded after I did that video, this incredible, just 
overwhelming amount of support suddenly came through. I was connecting with real women. Mommies were coming out of the woodwork and telling me like, I've been going through this and that. And suddenly it wasn't about the makeup. It was about real life and what real women are going through. And suddenly that sparked this desire in me that I felt like for the first time I'm being an influencer. I feel like I've been blessed with this platform and this incredible audience to actually encourage them and inspire them through my own struggles and through my day-to-day of figuring out like, how do we live a good life, you know? And that's kind of where everything changed for me. I realized my job now as an influencer, I needed to be the best version of myself, whatever that meant. I needed to go on that journey and openly share my struggles and the challenges that I was facing so that I could become the best version of myself and hopefully encourage other women along the way to challenge themselves. And together, we can all become better versions of ourselves. And that's when I tapped into kind of this new Cezanne, this just real life Cezanne on, it was no longer about my beauty. It became more, it's about my voice now. And I was just like, wow, the power of my voice and what I can do with it. And so that's when our podcast kind of came about. And after we launched The Good Life and we realized this growing audience and just people from all around the world were now connecting with my husband and I as we were sharing our real life, day-to-day problems, balancing business, babies, you know, all of that stuff. And we just felt like finally there was a platform where we could talk openly about our struggles, about our faith, which is so important to us that, you know, it's tough to do that sometimes on Instagram and YouTube. And it's just crazy because Jenna, I felt like the podcast and just my YouTube channel, kind of how I've redirected my focus I've kind of seen this new growth and I'm, I'm starting to feel like there is hope in this saturated market of like, oh my God, how do we really survive as influencers? It's just when you really tap into authentically being who you are, everything just kind of starts to, to make sense and puzzle pieces start to fall into place. And that's kind of what happened for me after I had my baby girl. I finally tapped into, I feel like, my purpose, which is something I've been on a journey the past six years trying to figure out. And it just feels good. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I love that. And I think too, it's like when we can show up and be unapologetically us, then it gives other people the permission to do that. And I think the more that we open up about the things that we feel inclined to hide, I feel like that's where we start to shed lights on things that have been taboo or not talked about or that people feel ashamed of. And I just think that's so powerful. And I love that you kind of stepped into your role and gave yourself that permission. Because I think too, as entrepreneurs or business owners, it's so easy to say, well, this works. So I'm just going to keep doing this. But I feel like if you're a true entrepreneur, one thing is not going to work forever. Like you are constantly evolving and changing and trying new things. And so I love that you kind of flipped the script on what you were known for, but took your audience on that journey with you. That's amazing. Yeah, I agree with you. I think what you just said about being open to change and and evolving, I feel like that's just key with life in general. You know, you can't get comfortable. You know, you almost, you have to find comfort and discomfort. And when you start to get comfortable in your life, that's when it's time to create some challenges for yourself, to kind of create 
some things that you know, like, okay, I need to be better in this area, but how can you be better if you don't challenge yourself, right? I think when we think of the word challenge, we try to run away from it. If it challenges me, I need to go the other route because I think society now, and even me during certain seasons of life, I've always tried to run away from the things that made me feel uncomfortable. That's just naturally how we're wired. But I think it's when you finally push towards the challenges and you walk towards those obstacles, that's when you start to move. You start to see the changes in your life. And then when that challenge becomes a habit now, whether it's like, say you want to work out more, it's going to be uncomfortable in the beginning and you're not going to want to do it. But when it suddenly starts to become a habit and you can't live without it, that's when you know you've really achieved and accomplished that challenge. And it's the same thing with professional. You know, sometimes we try to take on as well too many things at once. But I think ideally the goal is to create one challenge for yourself. When you accomplish that challenge, then you move on to the next thing. As business entrepreneurs, we kind of try to pack on everything on our plate at one time. And that's just not the right mindset because ultimately you're going to lead to burning out. You're going to end up going down a dead end and you're just not going to give yourself the rest that you need in order to be able to actually see the things in your business that are going right or going wrong. You're just going to be this kind of hamster in the wheels, going, 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 that you can't actually reflect and then take a step back and strategize and kind of reoperate some areas of your life and your business. So for me, I just noticed just the power of the creating those challenges, but to also be okay with not doing it all at once. You know, society, I think it's the American dream, right? They're like, you got to do it all and you've got to burn yourself out. And if you get too comfortable or you're not productive every single day, then you're not going to be successful. And it just goes back to what I was saying. Like, you know, I feel like true success is when you can master that balance between rest and hard work. Because if you're not giving yourself rest, how are you actually going to be able to be a creator? Like my job requires so much creativity. So there's been seasons in my life where I've had to tell my team like, hey, I cannot have all this stuff going on because creatively, I need to work on my skill. And my skill is as an influencer, I need to be watering certain seeds for that creative flow, whether it's you know, coming up with unique creative content that I want to put out in the next few months. Maybe it's some power projects in the next five years. I want to launch some big things that are going to require big work. So right now I need that time to be creative and to give myself margin in those areas of my life where I feel constantly like I'm being pulled in all different directions. And I think that's one of the most powerful things anybody can do is like, don't let that skill, whatever it is for you, whether you're a photographer or you are a creator or a business, I mean, whatever your skill is, you have to constantly water that. I think that's the one thing that you have that nobody else has is your skill. And sometimes we forget to constantly nurture and water and work hard at perfecting that skill. It's like exercising, you know, You have to every day exercise that skill, whatever it is for you, whether you're a musician or an entrepreneur. But if you're just constantly trying to keep up with emails and do a million things, that skill is being neglected. And I think your skill is what you're going to have now. And it's what you're going to have in 10 years when, say, Instagram and all these different platforms start to change. It's like you've got to just stay focused on your skill. So my skill requires that I rest, which has been so hard for me because I don't give myself enough rest with the baby running around. But it's in those moments of rest when I finally start to get these new ideas spark. And I start to see my life move in a direction that I wouldn't have seen move if I was constantly on a day-to-day just trying to keep my head above the water. You know what I mean? So I'm just in a season right now where I'm trying to figure out like, all right, I need to have that balance between rest and hard work. And it's been this idea. I feel like you might be the same. When you have a baby, you've got no choice but to work smarter, not harder. (laughs) You better get as much done while baby's napping. And so you no longer are just kind of working, working, working. You're just like, I got to be smarter with how I'm working. And I feel like 
that's something that everybody can do in their day-to-day life. And it's, it starts with your mindset. And these are all things that I feel like through our podcast, The Good Life, I have been able to just grow and learn in because I am definitely not an expert when it comes to all this stuff. I have just been in a season though, where I'm like, I want to just soak up as much wisdom and as as much advice as I can. And that's where podcasts like yours and so many others have encouraged me because I need to get that wisdom from somewhere because I don't have that business knowledge on how to grow my business, how to work smarter, not harder. So the guests that we've been having even on our show in this past year, it's changed my life. It's changed my life in the way that I think. And I think nowadays we're so distracted. Like I have forced myself to not look at my phone in the morning and right before bed, which has been a challenge in itself. But sister, man, when you do that, dang, you really start to clear up your mind and and so many great things can come from that. We have very strict phone rules as well, like no phones in the bedroom and things like that, because we know our tendencies and it's so easy to get swept away in a to-do list that actually doesn't get you anywhere. So... I love that. Okay. One of my favorite quotes, and I feel like you kind of touched on it, but I love how you say this because it's so true is you say, pretend that there are a million people following you because one day there will be. And that's true for you. How can people put this advice into action? Because I want to hear your take on this because I believe in this so much. Yeah, for sure. You know, when I started my blog seven years ago in my bedroom in Texas, I remember I was pulling all-nighters to get content ready to go before I clicked that launch button. And I just remember those sleepless nights as a young, you know, freshman in college trying to figure it out. I, at the time, was like, I need to create content as if there's a million people watching because this is going to become the content that one day people are going to go back on and they're going to see, first of all. But second of all, I need to know that like, even if there's 10 people watching my content, I need to treat it as if there's a million people watching because I think there's just this... A lot of us, we don't give 100% because we're like, well, I'm going to wait until I hit 10,000 Instagram followers, or I need to reach a certain number before I'll actually start to take myself seriously. And I think that's bogus. I think you have to actually give it 110% as if everyone is watching you because it does something for your creativeness. It does something for your energy. And it also just helps you build a strong work ethic. When you tell yourself, there's millions of people watching me right now. And it kind of prepares you for that pressure that's to come. If you're going to, excuse my French, but if you're going to half-ass it, you know what I mean? How do you expect people to take you seriously in the beginning? You know, if you're not taking yourself seriously in the beginning. So I think I always had that mindset going into it was like one day, this is going to become archived content and it's going to change and it has, and it's going to grow. But if you can go into it with that mindset of I'm going to give 110%, like there's millions watching, there's power in that. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think too, a lot of people think they need to wait until they have the eyes on them to start. And it's like, no start, like the eyes and the attention will come when you're being authentically yourself. But I feel like so many people hold back from that message that they want to share the way they want to impact because they're just waiting for the audience to show up. And it's like, if anything, you have to start now. And, I, and I'll tell you, I didn't have overnight success. And, you know, you always kind of when you're launching a business, you're just kind of hoping maybe something will go viral or I'll get this crazy opportunity and I'll just grow a million followers and fans overnight. And I mean, that's just not reality. And I don't think now looking back, I would have ever wanted that because when you grow too quickly, too soon, you also don't know how to deal with yeah. that and handle so I think everything in baby steps, that's really the way to go is, is steady wins the race. And the whole thing with building your own business, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So a lot of us try to race, race, race to that finish line, like finding those shortcuts, like you said, but it's like, what's the rush? You know what I mean? Like if you're really going to sign the dotted line for yourself and say, I'm going to become my own boss, know that you need to have seasons where you're kind of in a desert and you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm just thirsty. And I feel like I'm just in this out and I don't know what to do. But then you're going to have seasons where you're just like, whoa, I'm seeing this abundant amount of growth. And it's that much sweeter because you're able to experience both the different types of, of seasons in your life. 
it's almost like both of those things are necessary in order to really tap into your true success. You need seasons where you're just being challenged and you're just like, I don't know why I am in such a rut. I don't know why things aren't growing. I don't know why so many things are falling through and things aren't going as planned because that's going to build up that muscle, that muscle of your success. And as an entrepreneur, it's necessary to constantly go through those different types of seasons. I feel like you are the perfect woman to answer this last question. What would you say to somebody if they're listening to this show right now and they're thinking, man, I feel like I'm out of alignment with what I need to be doing, or I feel like I have a message on my heart that I need to share, but I'm not sure how it's going to go over. If there was someone that was feeling like you felt, Suzanne, when you felt like, gosh, I like, what am I doing? What would you tell them right now? Yeah, that's so good. You know what I would say? I would say, don't try to strategize. Don't try to, you know, perfectly figure out how can I share this message that's on my heart. And I just say, just do it. Just do it. Whether it's through Instagram or it's through a specific platform where you feel the most connected with your audience, I say, just do it. That's almost the hardest step, but it's the easiest step is just doing it. And knowing that after you do that, to just kind of go with it for a while. Just allow yourself to just breathe and to take in what others maybe are feeling after you share whatever's on your heart and being able to give yourself a little bit of grace, a little bit of mercy and, and being kind to yourself in that process. Because once you share what's on your heart, I think there's a moment where you need to kind of just take a step back and see what happens, see where things are gonna start to move. And after you share that, make it your mission to never compromise who you are for what you want to be. Because when you can stay true to really who you are and who I feel like God has made you to be, you start to tap into just the true entrepreneur that you are. And you know, I'm in a founders club with so many other women who are in business and I get together with them every month. And I'll tell you, having that support group of other women in my life that I can share my dreams and my goals and even my struggles as a mom with, it's been really healthy for me. And I didn't know I needed that until after I was a part of it. And so I encourage wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this podcast, whatever city, whether it's a big city or a small city or a small town, find a community, find a group of like-minded individuals that you can get together with every month to share your struggles. It can be professionally or personally, or you can bring both into it. I have one for personal life where I just have my girlfriends come over once a month and we just talk about our life, our fears. And then we always leave that meeting at our house kind of feeling like, all right, guys, in the next month before we meet, how are we all going to take on a new challenge and work towards that? It's more personal. And then the Founders Club that I'm a part of, it's all women in business. So That separate meeting every month for me is just a time where I can be encouraged and inspired by other women who are so many steps ahead of me in business. And I can tell you, I leave those Founders Club meetings feeling so inspired, so encouraged. And I just encourage anybody out there to find that small group of women to kind of be together. I think nowadays there's no competition, right? There, I think it's in female nature, you know, a lot of women just kind of feel like I can just, I can deal with this myself. I can handle things on my own. I'll take all of that pressure. I'll carry the weight, whether you're a mom or a businesswoman, we try to take too much on our shoulders, right? I say, get together with other women and know that like there is no competition. You can all encourage and inspire each other and even share some shortcuts along the way to help you, but know that you have your own individual unique path. And I think that really is also key is be yourself, but find other women that will help you and encourage you to continue being yourself and staying true to that. Yes. Amen. All the praise hands. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) Our dream is to like make gold digger meetups so that no matter what city people tune in and they can like come together and have topics of conversation and stuff. But, you know, it'll be a project to tackle once the baby girl is a little bigger. (laughs) So, okay. Where can everybody connect with you? Tune into your amazing podcast. Give us all of the places that we can get to see more of you. 
Well, if, yeah, if you guys are still awake out there, <laughs> um, if you guys are out there, if you want to learn more and continue on, you can go to my podcast, which is available on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app. It's called The Good Life with Stevie and Cezanne. You can check that out. We're basically going on a week by week journey and figuring out what does it mean to live a good life. So we dive into business, we dive into personal growth, we dive into kind of everything across the board. And then obviously you can follow me on Instagram. My handle is just Cezanne. I feel like Beyonce. <laughs> just Cezanne. And um, once you're on my Instagram, then you'll see kind of everything on there from like YouTube content to podcast link, all that. So I feel like if you go to my IG at Cezanne, you will be able to kind of spread out and tap into all the other platforms through there. So yay, I hope you guys will follow along. I love this community that you have of women who want to be entrepreneurs, who are figuring out what it means to do it and to do it well. And I'm so inspired by you, Jenna. So we need to stay in touch, girlfriend. I know, right? We're coming to LA in a few weeks. So I'll let you know when we're in your city because maybe we can meet up. No, 100%. I love, I love that. We're in Glendale. So when you're out here, let me know. We'd love to host you guys and just maybe have dinner or something. The girls but, can yeah, play. We'll talk about it. <laughs> oh, isn't Cezanne just so inspiring? I feel like we've talked about pivoting and authenticity and alignment on the show, but the way that she explained just those feelings of feeling like what you've been doing isn't working anymore or when you're looking and mimicking what is working for other people and it's not working for you or what to do when you enter a new season of your life and you're feeling compelled to share that side. Man, this episode is just so inspiring and I'm so thankful that she showed up and shared her heart because here's the thing. Cezanne is known for many things, her collaborations, her sponsorships, her influencer status, but what I think she needs to be known for is her heart and her mission to inspire people by showing up just as she is. Because when she does that, it gives all of us permission to do the same. I hope you walk away from today's episode feeling inspired and ready to just listen in on your heart on what you should be sharing and, and how you should be showing up. Because the more that you come alive, the more you give permission for others to do the exact same. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home, and thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.